Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comics All A Mode, the podcast where we are still sitting here and wondering if when Doctor Strange made everybody forget about Peter Parker, he also made us all forget that we already saw the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, and now we're just <laughs> sitting here thinking that we are wait- still waiting for it. Because it's Where's still this trailer? not here. It's still not here. Thor is off Isn't in that wild? And he has forgotten to throw the trailer to us. I I literally think that Taika Waititi is just trolling everybody. His fans, everybody who cares about Thor. It's Taika just Waititi. this movie comes out in July, right? Yeah. Where is Taika this trailer? Taika Waititi is currently sitting on a boat because he's filming this. He's filming this show and he's sitting on the boat and i swear i bet you 100 percent in his costume when he's like filming these he has a cell phone and it mm-hmm. has the thor love and thunder trailer on it and he's just yeah. holding that going like no no you're nobody's gonna see this yet absolutely oh my gosh you know you know what boat he's on so he and a he and a buddy of his he's on a, a series on HBO Max that just released. Yeah. It's called Our Flag Means Death, and he plays yeah. Blackbeard. Is that why you said he's just sitting yeah, on a boat or a ship I'm somewhere? Saying. Yeah, he's sitting on a boat. <laughs> his Blackbeard costume, just teasing yeah. this Thor trailer on his phone. Exactly. That's exactly. definitely what's happening, dude. Like this trailer, we let we let the Marvel Legends toys. Mm-hmm. come out before this trailer like we have an idea of what these characters look like not because of the actual trailer but from the toys isn't that what wild else? it's just oh i can't have you, you know what something about modern uh marketing for films is just so out of touch because why is it always toys mostly lego but this time it was the marvel legends action figure line where we got our first looks at some of the guardians of the galaxy characters that are going to be in this film gore the god butcher played by christian bale like that's our first official look is an action figure come on marvel get your stuff together like uh it's a mess where's thor man come on did did you ever read the Jason Aaron run that he introduced Thor, uh, Gore the God Butcher. I did not. Okay. I watched the uh, comic story and videos oh, on the okay. God yeah. Butcher series, though. I kind of oh. know who the character is and like what that's oh, about. But... I love comic story. Shout out to comic yeah. story. It's like, comic story and um, man, comics, comics explained. explained. Dude, yep. Yes. Titans. Yes. Titans of the comic yes. book realm on I YouTube. I love for it. Sure. I love it. Um. Yeah. No. Thor. Uh. That Jason Aaron run of Thor is top tier. Like this, yep. in the same way that everyone looks at Hickman and goes, "Fantastic Four. Yeah, Jason Aaron is Thor. Although, what I will say is, Donny Cates, one of the best writers in the business, mm. my my man, uh, he is writing an absolutely fantastic Thor. Nice. He killed it on Venom. He's killing it on Thor right now. He's killing it on. He's writing Hulk right now too. And oh, really? This summer, yeah, this summer they're they're having a crossover series called Banners of War. Okay, that and sounds like an Hulk. awesome Thor Hulk, Hulk crossover. First Thor crossover, yeah. Banners it, of War. It's gonna be what a lit. crazy awesome title. I'm so excited for that. Um, the um, yeah. the Jason the Jason Aaron run of Thor that was pre. 
um hickman's avengers like the the whole secret wars wasn't that pre-incursions and the earths were coming and crashing during. into one another was that all during that pretty sure it was during that's like a um, huge benchmark uh for marvel for me like yeah. i was kind of oh, still interested great. in what was going on when the the hickman stuff and the universes before secret wars i think secret wars might be the last huge marvel crossover event um and I know God Gore, uh, Gore's God Butcher arc or whatever was before that. Yes. Possibly, it's been so long. Jason. But cool character, and I I know that recently, uh, Donny Cates has tied, um, the the dark sword or the the venomized sword that oh, Gore uses. He tied that history into that Jason Aaron Thor run, which I thought was cool. Like that is just a very interesting cut and relationship yeah, that was, with the Venom was symbiote the, and Gore. That was the Necro Sword or the Necro the Sword. Black sword. Yep. And From, that uh, was the first symbiote ever, essentially. Yeah. That was the first symbiote created by Null. Yeah, yeah dude, Null. Oh, so Shoot, good. I gotta read I, that one. Yes, you do. I uh that is one of my favorite runs of comics of all time. That and um Drew Baker's uh, Captain America. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, we're still missing the Thor trailer. Uh, did you see the the other thing Marvel wise first? Did you see the newest like teaser for Multiverse of Madness? Uh, the last thing I saw was that uh, new trailer that dropped I think last week or two weeks ago, possibly. So there That's was the last a thing that I saw. There's a TV spot that just dropped that dropped recently. I think it was either I think it was yesterday. Uh that oh, yeah. thing. Scarlet Witch is looking is looking scary. Like she I did is see some new be... I saw some stills of the movie that were released okay, on Twitter so... and I did see one of Wanda with like crushing what looked like a severed head and she's yeah. just walking through this corridor. It's like they're giving her her own vader hallway sequence from rogue one yeah. like she's just yeah. covered in blood and just magic and yeah she's scary i really like the direction that they're taking wanda and this darker twist that they put on her character it's, it's I, really got I'm me intrigued so, i'm so excited for that movie i have tickets already um my friends kind of hate me because i so the three of us are going and mm -hmm. instead of buying three seats in a row i bought mm -hmm. two seats in front uh two seats in back and one one row in front i'm so like a little one right triangle in front, a little so pyramid they will won't talk to me mm -hmm. uh because they have a uh, they have a pesky habit of talking during movies <laughs> and i'm tired of it so i literally guys don't talk to me i'm gonna sit up here see, yeah, I in front <laughs> so that they won't talk to me I'm sure um, they appreciate that. <laughs> oh yeah, they they were like, "Really, really, Russ, you're taking this." Listen, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. This is a big is a Marvel, Marvel movie. movie. You got to pay attention because I, if you go like opening within the first two like opening nights of like Spider Man, no matter what showing you went in, you were gonna see people like getting out of their seat and cheering wildly. So I have to yeah. imagine that Doctor Strange is also gonna be the same way. So you really got to pay attention. My dog is freaking out right now. I have I no idea that. why. I hear Please. that. Okay, 
She's just barking at the front. Door. I could stay here she's, and just gush no, about Scarlet Witch while you uh, like, go take care like of your dog. She's like 13. <laughs> she's old, senile, and does not like me all that much right now. And oh, so no. she'll, she like, she just has an attitude and she yeah. doesn't appreciate sometimes that I just want to pet her. And so then she just makes a stink. It's all anybody really and, wants, right? Just exactly. want to pet our dogs. We want to pet our cats. Uh, speaking of that, I'm getting, uh, I'm finally getting my pet my uh my cat who has been at my parents house since i moved here um due to various circumstances i have not yeah. been able to take my cat uh and have him move in with me but finally we got the, b- the ball rolling on this so i'm finally go. gonna have a little pet nice myself. my boy leo uh, shout out to leo okay. you're probably asleep on my mom's bed or something <laughs> um i'm very excited anyways nice um okay so, anything this week? Have you watched anything? Playing anything? Yeah, first order of business. Um, obviously, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga is still going strong. I spent nice. basically all day last Saturday, like sunrise to sunset, grinding away at these studs, trying to get all of these data cards and and kyber bricks. And you know, I've, I've been steadily playing through the missions and each uh star wars film sequentially because you have to do it in sequential order um and i've been grinding away at the story i have just arrived to the force awakens so i'm about to start the sequel trilogy um i've made it through phantom menace to return of the jedi so far but i have not gone back and done any free play stuff it's literally just been story and then grinding for studs and stud multipliers in um like free roam mode because there's really incredibly vast maps and just loads of content to do um i think i mentioned a couple weeks ago that like a lot of the lego stuff can get repetitive as you do a lot of the same tasks but for me that's fun because i just want to get all the characters and first order of business though is getting those studs so you know you got to do what you got to do but that's been really fun um any any video games over in your life russ what you've been playing well, I I have a I have a story. So I sent so I've been seeing on TikTok lately that they've been sending they've been there've been a couple of people that have like posted, "Oh, get this character unlock code." And so I sent mm-hmm. being being the great the great co-host oh, of no, Comics dude, All you Mode, have to call me out right now. <laughs> being the great the great co-host of Comics All Mode that I am, I sent yep. my friend Landon of yeah. a, a video i was like hey you could get force ghost yoda and this man goes nah it's all about the stud grind and i was like but you're still gonna do it he's like nope i was like oh okay i'm not so, yeah this man this man is dedicated this man is dedicated well before um, i shut down before i shut down the blatant cheating um i will say that i was very excited to hear that like the force ghosts were just in the game because i didn't know that Nice. So Russ sends me this code to unlock um, uh, Lego, the, the Yoda Force Ghost. I was like, oh, wow. Um, I'm not going to use this, but thank you was basically my answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been seeing a lot of those codes. A lot of the, I think the official like Lego Twitter account for the Skywalker yeah. saga is literally just giving them out like every other day. And you know, there's 400 playable characters in this game, so one or two codes. Yeah, you know, not gonna town, be that. Not not gonna be the end of the world. I just you gotta you, you gotta know. get that you gotta get that Mandalorian. You gotta get the Mandalorian. I gotta get the DLC packs. Yeah, those extra yeah, there characters. You go. There you go. Um, 
no, gaming wise, I have been on the Fortnite grind. I keep, I know, I keep saying it, but like even last weekend, we, I think it was Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, we were playing. We went on like a five game win streak. We were just kicking ass. Love to hear that. And <laughs> it was just so much. It's just been so much fun, mm-hmm. and I forgot how much fun I could have, um, with this game. And like, that's one of the reasons I play multiplayer games is because I. I'm playing with friends and I want to interact with friends. Um, I do love me a good story mission, a good mm-hmm. story driven game where I can kind of just get lost by myself. But like yep. for the most part, I just also the world of Fortnite, the, the have the aesthetic of the game is so cool. Actually, mm-hmm. funny enough, they announced that Darth Vader is going to be added into the game. And no way gonna really be, they're gonna be adding mustafar to the actual map oh, man, um, in just in time for obi-wan and so uh that's gonna be love that cross marketing love hey, that yeah, little, exactly. little synergy exactly. there i love that i'm still kicking myself that i didn't pick up the Fortnite season that that had the mandalorian yeah because i wish i would have i would have been able to get him Without a bit um, of dope skin to have running around. Right. I think and I've seen the, like stormtroopers and stuff as well. So yeah, there's plenty of Star Wars skins out there. Ray, there's um Ray. Yeah, there's plenty of there's plenty of Star Wars skins. Um but, but you know, uh, Force Ghost Yoda. Force Ghost Yoda and Fortnite. Dude, dude, where's the plot code for that, o- Russ? Yoda would be an OP skin because you know you can't just make it a Yoda skin that'd be the same size. So it'd be have to be small. Yeah. That hitbox would be way too small. People yeah, would be, running, would be buying it just like because it's an instant win, essentially. Yeah. Maybe you need um, to like put Yoda in a banana costume as well to like get the height differences settled. <laughs> Have Yoda run around yeah. in a banana costume. Uh, Fortnite's wild, but I like but, the, yeah, no, the inclusion of all the different skins. So it's been that fun. Is fun. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, a little bit of news. Um, first things first, obviously, the one of the big things that ha- that was announced is the stranger things season four trailer and Mm. that thing looked bonkers yes Um, season four i think i am still in season two Mm -hmm. um i at one point my mom and i sat down and i was like well hey ma we like we need a show right now because this is us wasn't on and this is us is kind of my mom and i's show um and so we started watching stranger things and i was digging it but we just got carried away with something else i think she wanted to watch american idol and then we got sucked into american idol and all that mm-hmm. stuff. um or i just ran out of time um and then we didn't end up being able to sit down so i'm only very in like different very different shows yeah, stranger right, things yeah. to american I, idol I, to this I, is my us mother, watch, my mother watch is like crazy just bouncing off the walls on different shows like hey respect i like that friends. just trying out um, different genres i like it exactly exactly um so i I am not caught up with this story at all, but gotcha. that trailer looks amazing. And knowing that this is the final season, mm-hmm. question mark. Um, I am very, I'm very down to like actually sit down and watch this show now. Now that I know, mm-hmm. okay, season four is going to be the end. I can watch the complete story. Yeah, the thing with Stranger Things is that. The first season came out, I think, in 2016, and then we waited like two years for the second season, and then we waited maybe another year or two for the for the season three. 
And now it's been like three years, like three whole long years before any stranger, new stranger things stuff has come out. And for a while there, I just kind of forgot about the show. And, you know, there's been rumors about the Duffer brothers wanting to, to explore films for these characters or new characters. You know, there's been spinoff ideas being talked about, but yeah, now that, Stranger Things season four is coming out. We got our first official trailer. I need to get caught up on the story as well. I've seen all of the seasons thus far, and I think like the first season is very strong and probably still my yeah. favorite. I still right. remember watching that in college and just being blown away by the story and the scope and how effortlessly they combine horror and like te- like children, like just yeah. a lot of different flavors there. Um and season three is pretty good. It's got like a like a Fourth of July theme, so I think you'll enjoy that. But I I need to go back and watch maybe the first or second seasons again just to understand where we're at with these characters. But um, watching the trailer, you are probably very confused to see Hopper in a prison and in Russia. Yeah, <laughs> so that, I, you know what's going I've on. Had, I've had certain things spoiled for me mainly because I just never cared too much about this uh, this story to like. At try to keep spoiler free on it and yeah, so i i've read articles um off of cbr when season three was coming out about like why harper was like went to prison and everything so i kind of have mm-hmm. a, a basic idea of why he's there so it yeah, wasn't that confusing but like the other thing is too I, like because i'm only in season two like seeing him in a prison and in like russia the cool thing was, is it more or less, it kind of did the same thing sometimes The Walking Dead does for me, is that it, it sparked, uh, oh, I can't wait to get through the story and figure out how we got mm-hmm. there. Like, I, Reignited sort of your interest yeah. in it again. Yeah, I mean, like, I got that. seeing this trailer, I'm like, oh, I mean, I, I really need to sit down and watch this yeah. because I want to see, I want to see the journey. I like the journey. That's like some of my favorite, that's my favorite part about TV why we watch tv as i love that yeah journey. of course um so yeah i'm excited for this probably won't like binge it right when it comes out i've never mm-hmm. been the like there have been few shows that i have binged, especially netflix and i think this is also why at the end of the day i like going back to the weekly episode style of yeah tv of course uh because uh, yes, there are some shows that I binge hardcore, uh, and and there's still some shows that I do it even now. Witcher was a perfect example. I binged that baby within the the first week that it was out. <laughs> I did I did the same Love thing it. with um, Last Kingdom, uh, which thank God, but they're getting a show. I mm-hmm. did that with um, did that with a lot of different shows. I I binge I binge a lot of shows. Yeah, that's fine. That is but, a staple of modern America. <laughs> I binging really, shows. Exactly. Thank you, I streaming. I really love, but, and that's where I'll, I will say, like, I really love the suspense that weekly drops of, of mm-hmm. episodes provides. And yeah, I think honestly, in my, in like my opinion, like, yes, um, having gone through the first season of, of Stranger Things. I'm happy that I was able to kind of watch an episode and then be done, like finish it and be like, oh yeah, I get to start the next one. Um, yes. Because I think they do a really good job in that show 
of basing their storytelling around the fact that this is bingeable. This mm-hmm. isn't a um because I think one of the problems with shows that go weekly is that you run into oh let's drop everything let's leave everything off at a cliffhanger and then it's just this it feels cheap um yeah at the end of the day which is i get it it's fine and i think and disney falls into that um that trope a little bit especially with the mm-hmm. marvel shows um less less so with moon knight more so with a lot of the other shows when you think about it um but a lot to unpack there i will say The thing about Stranger Things, like the first season is like when that show dropped, Netflix was really the only streaming option out there. I think maybe Amazon Prime was starting up or maybe it was around for a couple years, but like Netflix was the king of the streaming game for the longest time. And I think Stranger Things was one of those first or major flagship series of theirs that really drew in subscribers. Right. And that was like probably the height of the craze was like when stranger things was coming out people were like you know the season it all dropped on netflix tonight let's watch it and people would just binge the heck out of it because it was available you know i think there are positives and negative negatives to that mostly in terms of story stranger things story is so engaging and they leave every episode off with a hook it's like you have to watch the next episode you know it's it's like it's drawing you in but the story that goes along with that is so strong that it's like, okay, this is fine. Something with like, I used to binge watch The Walking Dead pretty hard back in the day. And a lot of those episodes, like there would be peaks and valleys to The Walking Dead. And, you know, there'd be sure. various, you know, quality control issues throughout each season and story and characters. Um, and you mentioned the Disney Plus shows. I like that you know, we've kind of gone back to formula going week to week, but where that kind of falls flat for me is like a show like the book of Boba Fett, which, you know, has Mm, just a lot of problems in general. You know, when you, when you put in a whole episode dedicated to one character, like the Mandalorian episode, um, it just breaks it up too much. And it's like, Oh, I, I, maybe, you know, this series would fit better with a a whole story dump all at once. I say that it just varies series to series. Yeah. And writing of course, but yeah, I will. Well, what I will say is like, um, I, I do, I, I agree with you in a lot of aspects. Um, I think, I think book of Boba had a lot more flaws um in that and i think a lot of it had to do with like because of how popular mandalorian became very quickly they they were like oh well now we have boba and we want to do something with him but we also are like we can't not have mando in this show because otherwise yeah nobody's gonna watch it and it's like well technically people are still gonna watch it because you've already captured that audience mm-hmm. um and, this, and my and point that, is like that story like, wasn't strong enough to really warrant like oh, for sure. waiting a whole week for like the next part, which is just more yeah. mundane right. crime boss. It could have it could have came lots out of problems like a, with the book of Boba yeah, Fett. There's personally. a lot. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'm really happy that you know I'm really happy that people are going to be able to see Stranger Things season four soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really happy because I love when a sh- we a show um is working to an end um Mm -hmm. and knowing that like these the writers know that hey like we we've been writing to this end this isn't something that we've been thinking was going to go on for yes on and on and on it has an ending 
Um, yes, one hundred percent. I it worries me that they're talking about movies and spinoffs because I don't think any of these characters in this show are strong enough on their own to yeah. to carry a spinoff. Um, I think the ensemble works because I think they all they all have their strength and mm-hmm. their characters all have their strength to the point that it brings it elevates the show because of their their charisma together and how these characters interact with each other. I think once you pull them out, I think there's going to be a definite problem and I just don't want I would love to kind of you know I would love them to be able to just say, hey, you know, this is Stranger Things, and it was untarnished by anything else. Now, uh, like, maybe, like, you know, four years down the line, we get, like, a like a, a movie that intersects. Mm-hmm. We'll return to it. Like, returns to it. Cool. I love that idea. I think, especially, I think Netflix is the perfect place to kind of have shows where all of a sudden, hey, you have a, a sequel movie, but it's, like, you know, however many years in the future that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. i know last kingdom is actually doing that um next year Mm -hmm. uh they're they're just finishing up uh that movie peaky Uh, blinders as well another series that is branching off into the movie realm i think it can work i think that's just kind of the name of the game right now is like how can we spin this off and how can we keep this train running you know (laughs) for sure um it's all about that franchise game Speaking of franchises and child actors, Percy Jackson just got a um, got some news this week that they have cast yeah. their Percy Jackson. Big news! Um, I was a fan I've of these read books. The book. Okay, so back then, in the day, yeah. I, I read. This is an author, Rick Riordan. Um, he came out with uh, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. I think when I was in like fifth grade so this might have been like back in the early 2000s he started writing these books and since then he's spun off into like various books exploring um uh, the egyptian gods he's been exploring the asgardian gods and all of these books are for um the younger readers right so people who are are still in like middle school um, but you know, people to this day enjoy these books and Percy Jackson specifically focuses on the Olympian gods of, of Greek and Roman fame. Um, very cool books. I was very into these and I was a little bit disappointed with the movies that we've gotten so far with Logan Lerman cast as Percy Jackson, you know, through no fault of the cast. I think the main issue of those films was the story and just direction that they took them. They felt a little just disappointing in many ways, but this is great news because uh, Russ has recently checked out the Adam project. I still have yet to watch oh, this movie. So, you know oh, more about Walker Scoble um, so, as a child yes. actor than I do. So that was one. So I saw this news and really excited. Uh, Joe, my best friend and one day we'll be on this show at some, point. we'll get Joe on the pod. Yeah, for uh, sure. Loves, loves these books. And, I he and I talked about this because he's actually really excited about it because again the cool thing about I guess so I guess these books take place the kid is like 13 right yeah Percy Jackson is like 13 so yep, young um, kid the kid who was cast 
is the guy from Adam Project. His name is Walker Scoble. I yep. love this kid. This kid is like such too. a good, such a good actor. He's great. You literally, you literally just have to watch the trailer for Adam Project to just get the vibe, get his vibe. Yeah. And then the whole movie, he is literally like a young, like Ryan Reynolds. Like he really, yeah. he really holds his own against Ryan Reynolds. 100%. Um, I see a lot of Ryan Reynolds influence in this kid too, which is. <laughs> he can quote. <laughs> it could be a good thing or a bad thing, but his just no, charisma is off enough, the charts. Hilariously enough, uh, in an interview with the director, this kid can recite verbatim all of Deadpool 1. Like he, he I has, heard that rumor. Is that has, true though? Like, <laughs> yes, literally. What? Like, literally, Ryan Reynolds would take like video of of him as he was like, oh my doing gosh. a scene from Daredevil. Um, this. Do I, I sense I'm, another version of the so Deadpool funny. film to be cut out? But it's so just funny. Walker Scobill playing all the roles and dubbed over like the performances of the original Deadpool yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. We, right? we talked about a couple, maybe like the last pod we did about the, um, the Christmas special Deadpool. Oh like yeah. The PG-13, the PG-13 version. version. We need another cut, but it's just Walker yeah. Scoble like in the <laughs> exactly. corner, like a little Twitch streamer, like in the corner, exactly. him just reading this, like reciting from memory and just reading out the lines and narrating or something. That'd be crazy. Is it even possible though to like memorize a whole movie? I don't know. I, have I, no feel, idea. I feel like that's I mean, just if anybody can do it, hard. a fifteen-year-old kid can do it. I, yeah, honestly, kids <laughs> kids are wild. What they what they remember. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm really excited. I like again. I I don't know a lot about this franchise. I I've seen bits and pieces of the movies from like turning on Fox. Um, I think I, there's I only two. Like and, yeah, they didn't think, make money, so they didn't two. make them. And there's like um, five books in the Percy Jackson out, series. They came out right during the time when, um, I want to say like Hunger Games was coming out. Yeah, and a lot of, of those these, YA like, novels, these, like YA novels, dystopian future novels, like those types of those types mm. of movies were coming out, and so that's the kind of everybody was hopping on that train. Yeah, um, I. Not so much now. <laughs> I also I, I'm very happy that they are, especially with this series. I guess the 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 author of the books is heavily involved in the creative process of this show. Yeah. So yeah, that's Reardon really always had a problem with the the direction that they took the previous films in, and I think going forward with his adaptations, now he is definitely involved yeah. much more. So so I'm really excited for him because obviously he's going to be able to now kind of really help get his books um kind of brought to life on screen. I think this is a great Disney Plus show. I think this will be great for Disney. Um in a in a in a way that Artemis Fowl was not. I think yeah. Percy Jackson can fill that void really well. And, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Our Artemis um, Fowl flop hard, man. Critically just pan, not good. I didn't check it out, so I, I can't really talk about it too much, but I did not hear good things. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, okay, so then last piece of news uh on this end, kind of twofold. Um mm-hmm. because so first so okay, the slap heard around the world, we oh, like with Will Smith and with will smith and everything going on Mm. there 
he oh, yeah. a lot of his projects have been uh put on hold definitely i think i think the only one who that hasn't has been the i am legend uh sequel that will be coming out with my george i think that's the only one that hasn't been put on hold but it's so far out in production that you know we're not gonna see that was only recently announced a sequel yeah, to exactly. i am legend and exactly. if they needed to, they could just pull Will Smith out of that entirely. Because yeah, you one really of those could. Alternate endings, those, he just yeah, dies. Endings, <laughs> and if exactly. you got Michael B. Jordan, you don't really need anybody else. So exactly. But <laughs> the man's in hot water. Will Smith is not, not in a great place right now. Yeah, dude. I yeah. But you know, he's not the only one. Um, <laughs> That's very true. Ezra Miller cannot keep his hands to himself. Apparently. Oh man. Um, he can't keep his hands to himself and he can't keep his anger under control because he's out here slapping people also. And just like threatening, assault, like threatening, <laughs> assaulting, just uh, just crazy stuff here. Getting arrested, um, having run ins with the cops, just so much negative press around the flash. <laughs> Ezra Miller, so, yeah, what are you doing so now? The the problem here now is that the Flash movie has always been one of those movies oh, that no. you know it's just been like yo I, cool hope this thing ever comes out but honestly I don't think it's probably gonna get canceled and then all of a sudden we started getting you know oh hey this this lady is cast as Supergirl um you got Ben Affleck coming back as Batman you got Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. We got a tra- we got not even a trailer, but we got bits and pieces. We saw a new suit, which that cowl is atrocious. But anyways, moving on. Um, Man, Flash in his suits. Ever since the CW came out, it's it's like his costume is always going through changes. Some are good, some are bad. I think the latest uh, trailer that they put out during DC Fandom last year yeah. it revealed that horrible, like the lenses flop down. It, it just I don't have looks a problem like- with the lenses. I have a problem. Well, that's the the suit that we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. But like that cowl is just so bad. It's like, no, just go. Oh, like the Snyder, like the Snyder cut cowl. No, no, no. The the shape of his helmet. When the lenses come down, just that cowl. Oh, the lenses are fine, but the whole shape of that cowl makes it like bulbous on his head. Yeah, it looks very weird. The Um, CW Flash had the same problem. No, CW's flat. Well, his his costume. One costume better. had a really bad yes. cowl, yes. though. I remember it did for the it most did. part. Yeah, that that costume works for wow. like a season, and then they, yeah. they realized it was it was that bad and changed. Major backlash. Um, but um, yeah. So, so Ezra. Now, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, no. Go Ezra ahead. Miller. I've never really been totally on board with his casting, even before he started causing trouble. I think this all really began like last year maybe two years ago when he there was a viral video of him pushing a fan down and threatening her like that's where ezra miller yeah like that's where ezra miller really got into hot waters when that twitter video went viral and then yeah now the latest news of him just threatening people in hawaii like dude what are you doing like you are in the one of the you could be in one of the biggest flagship dc properties like you are the flash man and the flash is known for being like a inspiration of hope a beacon in the superhero community and here we have the actor of him just being the worst human like out there right now like this celebrity dude he cannot keep his hands to himself he cannot stop threatening people just so much bad press for wb whose 
like DC properties are already just a nightmare. Everything over there is a mess. And I think they're going through another merger with Discovery right now. I think that just took place. Yeah, so Yeah, that just did take place. They if you now, if we now talk under... about that, I don't really know a ton about it. but Yeah, so uh, Discovery, the the people who are Discovery Channel essentially bought um, a, a Warner Brothers. Yeah, um, Warner Brothers. And so they are now, the that whole deal is now done. So they are officially owners of um, Warner Brothers. Uh, okay. And so it'll be very interesting to see like what, how everything, what, what happens moving forward. Um, gotcha. I didn't yeah, know if like gotcha. Warner Brothers purchased Discovery or if Discovery purchased Warner Brothers. It sounds like it was the latter. I just know that all of the Snyder uh, fanboys and like the Restore the Snyderverse movement has been really pushing their narrative because of the merger they're like now yeah. now that there's new leadership in place it's our chance to really get out there that we want Zack snyder's works restored like we want all yeah. of his projects put into production again which is a long shot but hey we got the snyder cut they're not going away man they're they're really trying to get this whole universe film thing uh, back we don't need we don't need the snyder cut at this point we need the air cut at this point I would love to see an air cut. That's a uh, we, big, yeah, we big do. topic, but um, yeah. So all, all of, all of his projects are now in a weird limbo. We, we don't know when we're going, if we're ever going to get now, um, you know, mm -hmm. the flash or when the flash is now going to come out, you know, it, we, ooh. It recently got pushed back even more. Like it's not coming out this year. It's coming out next year. Um, I think around the time that we put out our first podcast together, Russ, we did we talk about the little trailer that had Black Adam, and we didn't talk about that. I must have been talking about that with somebody else. But originally, yeah, DC was all proud that they were going to have Black Adam and the Batman and the Flash all coming out this year. Like that's three DC films in a row, which is big. Because DC is really notorious for just putting out like one or two every other year, it seems like they're they're not Marvel, right? They're not churning these things out. Right. Thing about the Flash is they're betting heavily on this movie resetting all the stuff that Snyder's done. Like yep. they're hoping to just clean slate their film universe with the Flash. That's why they're bringing in Keaton's Batman, and that's why they're bringing in um, I forget the actress's name, but uh, the Cara Danvers Supergirl. Like, that's why they're bringing her in, because Henry Cavill's position at DC is in flux. We don't know if he, we're going to get him back. Basically, everything that Snyder done for the past few years, like, DC has been trying to erase. And The Flash is a big part of that, because it's just Flashpoint. <laughs> yep. So, this movie has to do good, or literally this whole thing is is blown. And Ezra Miller right now is doing everything he can, it seems, to just screw this up. Yeah, dude, I this is mess. one of the this messy. Is, this, it's such a mess at this point. I don't even care about what DC does anymore. Honestly, like at this point, it just doesn't. It doesn't do anybody any good to like care about what news comes out about DC. It's to that point where it's like if you know if there's if there's a trailer and a release date, then I'll actually pay attention because yeah. then I know that this thing might come out. Which yeah. fun fun side note, uh next week on the nineteenth, um, the Batman comes out on HBO Max. Oof. Heck yeah. So 
I'm Can't gonna wait watch to watch that, that again. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that at least another <laughs> three times. Um, but yeah, it just it's so. It is a miracle I mean, the Batman no, turned out as well as it did. Yeah, right. Warner <laughs> with Brothers all this is reaping what it it sowed. Yeah, Warner Brothers is reaping what it sowed. Honestly, like I don't feel I don't feel bad for Warner Brothers. I feel bad for anyone who's a Flash fan and waiting for this movie to actually be able to see their their favorite superhero on screen because you know what honestly you're gonna keep keep just keep waiting keep waiting because the actor is a complete dumbass and he's just gonna single-handedly get this movie pushed back and pushed back and pushed back i i don't like it just it's mind-blowing that poor flash fans we're still dealing with all of this Mm -hmm. like it felt like with the rock coming on board and um jason momoa being very set on like yo i i love i love aquaman and i want this to continue it felt and the like wonder we woman films doing pretty well for the most part yeah and we, it just it felt like we were out of at a finally at a point where we're like okay we stopped we're this we don't care about this whole dc connected universe anymore we're just gonna focus on story and it felt like we were somewhere and then which Flash is fine, you know. Was that's a, give that's us a, a decent direction. Exactly. And it's and different it's, from the MCU. I, that could have worked, little, but now they're trying to do more interconnected stuff, and you don't have the groundwork for that because you're getting rid of the Snyderverse, and it's like... So stupid. It's just... I, I, I Oh, gosh. Uh, you know what? If I'm just going to let you all know. If you like DC characters, stick to the comics or video games because you're not getting any movies anytime soon. Like honestly, and if yeah. you, and I feel unless so it's bad Batman, you're that. not really getting. Much. Yeah, unless <laughs> yeah, literally, unless it's Batman, you're not getting anything because you know Warner Brothers has even screwed up their relationship with one of the best Supermen on television or on mm-hmm. in on the screen. Yeah, and Henry so Cavill. You're not gonna get. You're not even gonna get a Superman. Also, but I will say, I love Henry Cavill Superman. Love him. Yes, one hundred percent. Tyler. Hoakland. Hoakland. Tyler Hoakland. Hoakland, who plays mm-hmm. Superman on CW, is my favorite interpretation of Superman. Oh, nice. I hear a lot of he, good things. I've seen a lot of he, good things. Him? So I now have my perfect interpretation of both Superman and Batman. Pattinson and and Tyler. Because he is the perfect Superman. He's also He also plays a Superman that is a dad, and he, does, and he plays that role and that like struggle between hey i have to be here for my family and you know i Mm -hmm. have to go save the world or i have to go you know save a sinking ship in japan Mm -hmm. he plays or just inspire the public yeah or just inspire the public anything like all of that he plays Mm -hmm. that uh that struggle so well yeah and not in a way that just makes him feel like a deadbeat dad because it's very obvious he is trying as hard as he can to be there for his kids but then also then also you know be there as superman oh it's such a good series and i i had given up on cw making good stories because i i've been getting really sick of the flash like they've been yeah it just feels like they the flash feels very cookie cutter now Mm-hmm. And so ever since Arrow finally wrapped up, it just, I, I just didn't care. 
mm-hmm. and then they brought Superman Lois Lane out, and I was like, oh, thank you. Like, this is such a breath of fresh air. It doesn't feel it did like the first season does not feel like anything CW has ever done. It doesn't Which even is feel a like good CW. thing. <laughs> it, exactly. Exactly. I was about to say, it's crazy that, you know, Russ's definitive take on Superman is coming from the CW when we're right. talking about. when when a man like henry cavill is in the conversation we're saying that the cw is giving us the best superman that's how you know wb is messed up hard (laughs) yeah exactly and it's like dude like what honestly here's what honestly here's what they need to do with the flash movie the flashpoint needs to happen and flash the the universe needs to shift so hard that they recast flash like it literally the movie recasts flash so that at the by the like like he goes through flashpoint it like changes the universe and he comes out the other side and it's a completely different hey i'm grant gustin now (laughs) this is weird (laughs) lucky lucky for them and those big executives over at warner brothers they have the perfect character to do this. Like the Flash's powers are literally all about changing the timeline and universes. They got really lucky that this character with all this drama isn't like Robin or something, (laughs) you know, like the best best part is then you can then have like movies after this and you can have characters make jokes about you look different. Just like jokes like that, where it's like, it's nothing. It's not like, they actually realize this is a completely different actor or whatever, but it's just like fun jokes like that, where you can play, you can make fun of the fact, like, like when Ryan Reynolds goes, just don't make my suit green or animated <laughs> yeah. in Deadpool one, like that, those jokes are funny and people mm. love those guys. The jokes. But you know, anyway, well, as a, as a, a Shazam, like that's also another property oh, that did dude. pretty well. Like that was kind Shazam of the thing. Shazam is great. You know? Oh my gosh. Shazam is great. I'm actually, that is the one DC movie I'm excited for. Is I'm excited. Fury for of the Gods, yeah. I think is that coming out this year as well? Was that involved in that sizzle reel with all those trailers? I, I think it was, but I think it got pushed. Oh no, sorry. Did it also get uh, pushed? Oh no. So weird thing. That's one of the weirdest things that happened. Uh, the Black Adam got pushed back, mm-hmm. and Shazam: God of Fury got pushed up. So it like they flipped the release date, which. I thought, which is weird to me. Now, it could absolutely be that, like, hey, like, The Rock was like, hey, I want this to be the best thing ever. True. And and be like, give me, like, six, four more months to just get everything really finished. The Rock, you've had ten years, man. It's such a bad, (laughs) yeah, yeah, seriously. He's had, like, four years working on this movie. You need more time? Really? Um, Kidding me, The Rock? uh, Zachary Levi is one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, he is he's so good. I I found I, I literally started watching him when he he was on Chuck. And mm-hmm. One of my favorite series, and he is perfect as Shazam because he he embodies that like, hey, this is a kid in a in a man's body. Whenever he says Shazam, and it just yeah. there's a scene. I don't know. Did you ever did you see the first Shazam? I did. I liked it enough. The the scene where they go into the they go into the liquor store, and that's a good him, one. They have him buy beer, and they're like, they're just weird. They're just the waiting for her to tell him no, and they yeah. just like walk out. And I just thought that was funny. 
Uh, but they, such a good they end up drinking it and they're like, this tastes awful or something. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, yeah. That's such <laughs> like, a great premise. Out. Like a child trapped in the adult body with all these powers. Shazam is a great character. I like the movie I mean, enough. It's not my favorite, they did, but there's they did a really great good job of, um, of, of really making the, the foster family an important part of that. And that's really yeah. like, yes, the, the movie as a whole, probably like it could have been better, but like the, the, the sweet, the moments that mattered, really, they really did a good job to really hit home. It's just yeah. a fun movie. That's like, what I remember most about it. There's a ton of heart in that movie. Exactly. When you got uh, when you got Jerry from The Walking Dead as your stepfather, dude, you're you're exactly. gonna have a good time. That's got to exactly. be the best foster family. Exactly. Forget All the right. actor's name. But without oh wait, we have one more thing. Uh, Do we? Someone, yeah, someone has finished the first did you finish the first volume of moon midnight mission moon Knight? yeah oh yeah okay we're moving in the comics yes i did finally yeah. finish up the midnight mission which is like only five issues but i've been steadily going through them yeah what a great story what a what, what just a great introduction point for me never read a moon Knight comic in my life what a great introduction to the character this is kind of like starting fresh for Mark Spector. You know, we had all the God of Conchu stuff and he's fighting the Avengers, but now we're kind of back to the small scale where he's just in New York trying to keep, you know, his territory, the city from, from evil and harm as the, you know, the protector of the night fighting vampires and D list supervillains. And I was very satisfied with how it all wrapped up. It's not exactly concluded because there's, I know there's at least 10 issues and i'm only like five deep at this point but i did get um the big reveal at the end is who has been behind the scenes manipulating these these villains and causing mark specter grief in his life and it was terry the whole time and terry is i believe who introduced mark to the to the vampires um he's like the guy who's like yeah there's these vampires and like we need you to go out and take care of this problem and he's been in the books by uh mr knight's side at the midnight mission the whole time and to find out boom it's this guy you've known he's been right under your nose this whole time was a great twist very classic twist um and his villain name is zodiac so that's a cool uh moniker as well i liked it oh yeah no i uh yeah you're right it is um this this run on moon knight is a very good introduction and i think I honestly think this uh, this year of comics has been a good introduction point for a lot of different characters. Um, I mean, I've said it. I, I think they're in like issue twenty at this point, but Donny Cates' Thor is a great introduction point mm-hmm. for Thor. Um, it's very, very on brand for that character, but he's dealing with stuff that he hasn't dealt with before. So you're getting very classic Thor, but you're also getting a very modern Thor at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would love for you to read. Um, they're past the point right now, but uh, I'm gonna continue reading Moon Knight just for the yeah. heck of it. Like we don't have to yeah. talk about any more of um Cappuccino's uh, not Cappuccino. Cappuccino's the the drawer of the Art, book. Yeah, like the Art, writer. I don't know the writer. I don't. Know I don't know the writer's name. Um, I'm going to continue reading Moon Knight because I like it. Yeah. I need to find out yeah, what happens too. next with Zodiac. Um, Dr. Bader as Hunter's Moon is also a very cool character. He, he comes in and saves Mark Spector at the end. 
and he gives some very compelling reasons why he's saving him. Like he sees him as a brother. They have their differences, but, and and their ideologies don't really line up and they've still got problems, but now they respect each other. And I think that's very cool. And I want to figure out what their relationship becomes. Um, Reese, the, the vampire um, secretary that he has working for him, uh, she's much more than a secretary, but that that kind of is her role is to 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 help whatever she can at the mission, which is now gone. The mission's gone, so yep. there's a lot of stuff that I have to catch up on. So I'm going to continue yeah. reading Moon Knight. We don't have to discuss it anymore. We can move on to something else. But this is a very great series so far. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll continue to talk about it like when when issues come out. I know. Um, I think the next issue is in two weeks this week in comics was really slow um nothing really on the marvel side like there's some x-men books but i just have not been picking up x-men books Um, is hickman still writing x-men they're still on x of swords and x of powers yeah so he is he is he's still driving or no he's not anymore he finished with i want to say the hellfire gala was his last um Mm, okay his last story so he is no longer running the show anymore on there um but yeah uh they just concluded uh lives and deaths of wolverine uh which really interesting um benjamin percy who's the writer right now of wolverine and he's also the writer of x-force and now the writer of ghost rider such a good writer i really enjoy his writing he must be um, if they've got him on four different titles. <laughs> very cerebral. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, in July, this is going to be, this will be really interesting. Chip Zdarsky in July is going to be taking on Batman. Really? So he's, yeah, so he's going to be riding Daredevil and Batman, which I think is going to be very interesting to see kind of parallels between his writing. Um, maybe Did Zdarsky have a Spider-Man about. run? I know his name. Um, did he have Zdarsky a Spider-Man did, run? He did have a Spider-Man run. Uh, it was called. Was that part uh, of the all new, all different, where he Peter Parker had like Parker Industries and stuff? Was that his his run? No, that was that was still Dan Slott's run. Okay, he did. Um, Superior Spider-Man. No, that was Dan Slott still. Also. Oh, okay. Slott was on that for a long time. Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, what? he was on. Maybe I do uh, just know him from Daredevil. Years. He was. Uh, he is mainly daredevil but he did do uh ah peter parker the spectacular spider-man oh he had a spectacular spider-man run. Yeah, okay which has one of the best single issues of spider-man on the planet i will i will remember which one it is and i will send it to you because you have to read it. oh okay it's so good he also Great. uh zudarsky also the one who did life story spider-man life story oh you know uh, what that's what it is i heard about life story going such around a good oh it's also got Mark Bagley on art, and like Mark Bagley is one of the best Spider-Man artists on the planet. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I'm sitting here so trying comic- to remember this man's name and the things that he's done, and I have this incredible machine before me, Russ, yeah, exactly. which has yeah, right? all limitless information <laughs> at my fingertips, and I'll just do a quick Google oh, search here. Um, Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, great stuff. I need to read, uh, I think, Spider-Man Life Story I'll put on my list as well. Oh, after great things. So. Yes. Um, yeah, we could do it. We could literally do a, a episode on that because I would love to talk about. That. I I love that four issues. Those four issues. 
Um, Lots of stuff to talk about once Moon Knight wraps up, but we are still sure. deep Which, in Moon Knight right now. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into that because we are already we're already at an hour and we still haven't talked about Moon Knight. Dude, I loved this episode. Episode I know you three? did. Episode, episode three. three. Episode three. This see this show just each episode gets me more and more hype. The plot thickens, right? I love this. So we I like the directions about, it's heading. I gotta say, about I'm very interested earlier, in the plot. We talked about a, uh, this, I think, either last week or even the week before last, about the idea of seeing essentially what we saw in episode one, where Grant would black out mm-hmm. and then come back and be somewhere else. We mm-hmm. talked about this idea of seeing it from Mark Spector's point of view. And that's yes. exactly what we got this um it is this this episode. Yeah. With a twist. One hundred percent. With a twist. We found out that there is a third personality. I knew I, I had a feeling you were headed here. I wrote that, it down. I'm like, Russ is definitely gonna talk about this. <laughs> there, there there is a there is absolutely a third personality that's a little bit more aggressive than Mark. Definitely. But it's crazy because we start seeing these blackouts for Mark. So we, uh, the episode starts and we're following Mark. He's in Egypt. He's trying to find stuff um, and, and so forth. But then all of a sudden he starts blacking out. And like at one point he's near a mirror and Grant is like, give me control. You should stop fighting. Like, don't try. Don't stop hurting these people. And he's like, Grant, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And then all of a sudden he blacks out. The next yeah. thing you know, he wakes up and he's stabbing a dude to the back. And he's like, But Mark what did doesn't you do? know. And Steven yeah, doesn't like, know. Yeah. He's like, Grant, Steven, what did you do? And Steven's like, That wasn't me. Why are you killing these people? And so what what you find out as Mark is blacking out is that when Mark's blacking out, it's not Grant. It's not Steven who's taking control. So there is a third personality. And that gets me hyped for yeah. one, because that might mean that we get Jake Lockley, which proves your th- like- might prove your theory right. We've been talking about Jake Lockley popping up for the past couple weeks now. So, so I I'm in, of two minds on this. I think it could be Jake Lockley, or I think it could be a different, per- a completely different personality, almost like. Almost hmm. like a Hulk personality, where it's like Hulk and then Banner. Whereas Clue. there's a there's a dark, a darker, darker personality inside or, of Spectre. Claw? What is the what is the Hulk of Hulks? It's like Clue or something. Oh, it's K L U H. I know it's what Hulk you're backwards. About. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's um, legitimately a thing. Yeah, and he's like meaner than Hulk, and he's like crazy powerful. Like, yeah. I think it's probably Jake Lockley, but I wouldn't mind seeing like a new. Um, this is probably going to get the Moon Knight, you know, sweaties up in arms about this. But if if the show just introduced a totally new personality that's more intense than Specter, I'd be on board with that. I mean, we've already seen that this this mystery identity is already very very aggressive. He's stabbing people. He's going on dates like he's got game too so <laughs> we still don't know True. that where that True. date came came from very True. interesting this uh i really like this episode i'm uh, like i keep i know i keep saying i really like this episode but i really like this episode um mm-hmm. i think it Valid. does all it does a lot for this show and it 
it's very evenly paced to me. There are the action bits, but there are a lot of scenes where it's just kind of them doing what they're doing, and it fits. Uh, Layla comes into the picture. She chases him to Egypt, uh, and we have this this fun moment where she's like, "Mark, you need to let you need to let Stephen take control." Because mm-hmm. they have they have this nice conversation where she's like, "Hey, you should have told me that you were dealing with all of this," and she was like, "And she wasn't. She was like, I'm not talking about the suit part. I'm talking about you know your multiple personality disorder part." Yeah, and um, and he just says, "Yeah, you know, I should have, but that's not really my style, obviously, as you know." Mark is very like, hard headed. He's very hard headed, but I love that like to her he's just like you know me like you know that's not my style like he's not we he's were like, married for god's sakes <laughs> you like, should know me like unapologetically Actually, like hey i'm sorry but like this isn't me this this is me like you should know that this yeah right now kind of a thing actually um, a, a huge plot point in this episode is like Layla really doesn't know the real Mark Spector. Everything's yeah. changing. I think they have that little True. conversation, possibly in the boat on the way to Casters, the the Egyptian antiquities yeah. collector. They have yeah. this conversation on the boat. A nice character building moment for Layla and Mark as well is is because they were married once. The the multiple personalities and Conchu's influence that all just destroyed the marriage and and Mark has been keeping secrets from her. And it's it's, it's actually Layla doesn't really know who Mark Spector is anymore. No, so I rescind my point, but um, great episode. I agree. Lots of, lots of good stuff. Um, I wanted to touch briefly again on the Jake Lockley theory is that yeah. Mark Spector was confused at the airport as well about what was going on. Uh, yeah. Those two guys were about to get released to go on the, on the plane. And he's like, can you just let us go? And, like again, Mark was so confused about what was going on because, like, literally another blackout transition happened. I think Jake maybe ha- has something to do with them getting on a plane. Um, yeah. So just a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of confusion on Mark's half of this episode, which I think is is refreshing. Um, one of the biggest, one of the coolest scenes was. Kanshu essentially calls a meeting of the gods. And so all of the avatars get into one place and they have this conversation. And I love the fact the the funniest part is that the avatar to one of the one of the gods is like, Did Kanshu let you know like how this works? And he's like, No. She's like, Alright, well, good luck, kind of a thing. Exactly. And you have this scene where Kanshu essentially takes over Mark. But, like, you're watching Mark, like, try to fight it. And then all of a sudden, he just starts, like, he just starts speaking as Conchu. And then he's, like, he's, like, kind of (laughs) weirded out by the whole situation. Which doesn't help their, like, their case when they're trying to, like, trying to say that, like, hey, Haro's a bad dude. And we need to stop him because he's trying to find Ahmet. Like, got it this time, folks. Last time I was yeah, great job figuring out Amets, the crocodile uh, goddess of judgment. Name, (laughs) um, and so that was a really dude. Again, every time Oscar Isaac acts his butt off in this show, and he is 
he just continues to prove that he's the perfect choice for this role. I was going to say, yeah, he's pulling like triple duty because you mentioned like yeah. this whole meeting is is full of um, Egyptian gods like Osiris and Set and uh, not Hephaestus, Osiris. Um, I'm forgetting, I'm blanking the other one. Um, I think the, yeah, the, the, the female goddess of um, like music and love yeah. and culture is like, oh, yeah, Kanchu and I used to hang out a lot and he liked listening to my music. But Mark Spector literally has no idea what's going on because he and Kanchu are such a bad team and they've never done this before. And Mark Spector is, you know, being overtaken by Kanchu as his avatar, which, like Russ said, does not help their case where they're trying to make against Arthur Harrow, who comes into the in the frame. Um, and you have Oscar Isaac just like being possessed by Kanchu and just spewing all this nonsensical words and he's <laughs> he looks insane and Arthur Harrow uses that to to his advantage to say look at the person that is accusing me right now he's clearly insane yeah. he's clearly nuts um which is a, a point to how good Arthur Harrow is as a oh. villain just so just manipulative just gets under he's he knows what buttons to push to to further his goals and his plans he's very intelligent um and that whole sequence of just the the gods meeting and the judgment of arthur harrow and oscar isaac is of course acting his butt off great sequence and i loved even when um towards towards the later half of the episode when they when they entomb conchu they're all chanting and yeah like they're in this episode a good oh, yeah. bit, which is great. Yep. Um, one of the reasons they're chanting is because they're trying. So they're trying to find. At this point, the gods won't help Kanchu and Mark, essentially, yeah. because they think uh, Haro Haro convinces them that Mark is crazy, um, and that Kanchu is just you know a see uh, honestly pretty much senile at this point. Like they're just like Dude, yeah, Kanchu's off his rocker. Help. Yeah, he's just crazy at this point. And so His they're methods. trying to find. Yeah, exactly. they are dressed to find saying that Harrow is evil. He is evil. <laughs> but like the way they're going they're about find... it is not good. Yeah. <laughs> they're insane. They're trying to find the tomb, uh, which they do. They end up finding the tomb. And in the process, you get this badass scene of Mark uh, fighting as Moon Knight. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And very interesting because it's very anti-comics this kind of scene it it shows like moon knight is getting pierced by multiple like javelins as he's fighting yeah. and he just keeps fighting so obviously as moon knight when he has the sacramental uh the the robes the sacred robes on he can't die which is very anti Moon Knight in the comics because Moon yeah. Knight in the comics is just a man with a lot of gadgets and yeah he has a god in his head and is an avatar but like yeah he can still technically you know he can still get hurt and he can still die um, yeah which but, is a change that doesn't bother me too much but since I am reading some Moon Knight comics I do like seeing seeing the street level vigilante hero with these vulnerabilities and he is a man who could just be punched in the face and feel it you know and he's getting stabbed and it's like oh this is not but <laughs> you know here's the thing though so they I, I'll get I'll come back to 
the supernatural aspect of like his power set because I have I have a theory. Yeah. Um. So they're trying to find this um the the tomb or and whatever. So they go, I was a little bit the, lost at this part. I couldn't yeah, exactly go, figure out what their purpose was for being. At they this go man's to this antiquities estate. dealer, and they're looking at this this sarcophagus. Don't know why. I guess there's a map on it that should show where they put the tomb. Again, was a little lost on it. I know the the goddess of laughter and music had had told Spectre something, and that's why he was going over going to this person. Mm-hmm. Um. So they find whatever they find, but they realize that Mocha. the star coordinates that they found aren't from. You can't find the the coordinates based off of the current night sky. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the night. Essentially, they're based off of the night. Oh my gosh, the night sky. There it is, of the time period of the day it was created. Essentially, yeah, the so stars Kanshu, move. Yeah, yeah, and Stephen very graciously provides this information. Good on him. <laughs> yes, which that was all. That was a really funny part of just watching Spectre being like, "I am. I don't want." don't want to take any of your your uh your knowledge i don't want to do what you're saying but can you please help me out kind of a thing mm-hmm. he's like he's like just leave me alone but also i kind of need your help um <laughs> so at one point steven finally begrudgingly is just like okay because layla's like dude you've got to give steven control because he knows this stuff you do not um and so he finally begrudgingly gives control to steven and so Steven's checking the charts and it's it's at this moment that you start to realize that like Layla kind I there's like this weird like there's chemistry between Layla I and, think she's uh, definitely into Steven and, because and Steven he's not and Mark it, it, <laughs> for one it's funny it's funny because it's like oh there's this weird love triangle happening and like it's with it's with two different people inside of the same body kind of yeah. thing it's very strange um so that's really funny. It's kind of cute, though. I want Steven to succeed. I feel yeah, bad yeah, for him. Yeah, exactly. like he, he's just <laughs> exactly. thrown in the deep water with this, and you know he's been trapped exactly. the whole episode. He only gets to come out to play a little bit, you know, and give exactly. his Egypt knowledge. But exactly, um, he needs a win. And then, so then, he's like, "Well, okay, so the stars move. We need the stars of that night." And Conchu's like, "Okay, well, I remember every night, and I will rewind." Um, I will rewind the sky to essentially show the stars of the day that this map was created. But in the process, he says, hey, I do this and the gods are going to imprison. Me. Like, there's yeah. nothing I can do about it. Like, that's it for Kanchu tapping out. I've, I've, I've stepped too far out of line too many times that they won't they won't care what my reasonings are. I'm just going to do this. So as he starts doing this, he tells Grant, he's like, hey, Stephen, tell Mark to come find me, essentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Mark's really going to want to come find me. I really have a feeling that Mark's going to be like, all right, cool. Peace out. <laughs> Later, loser. I didn't like you in the first place. And I feel like he's going to, I feel like we're going to end up having a Mark who's reluctantly going like, okay, I have to go save him. But so they find the they find the position of where this tomb is 
and that's when you see the Egyptian gods all come together and they essentially in in prison Khonshu in this tomb, which is essentially this little um stone deity. It's like an urn. Or not yeah. an urn. It's a little statue. They it's basically like little, yeah, stonify stone him. Statue. They put but him in marble or something. Essentially he's in prison uh, imprisoned in the pyramid of Gaza, essentially. That's where he's yeah. tied. So a couple things from this that I think are really interesting. First, I have said, I think I said it even in the first episode that I haven't been a big fan of the robe. I think we're going to get a, to a point in time where we get a Moon Knight costume that is essentially created by by Mark or by by Mark and by yeah. Um, Probably, uh, since Khonshu is gone now, where is his power going to stem exactly. from? Like, does he still so, have access to that energy or that and suit? That's, and that's where I'm thinking we might get a depowered, essentially a depowered, uh, a depowered mark. And Like a street-level I mean, hero like he is in the comics. Yeah. He can be pierced and by things and him, feel it. <laughs> exactly. We saw him fighting on the rooftops with the, the dudes with the knives. So we know he's got, obviously, he has uh, fighting prowess. So I think we might see, in the next couple episodes, a depowered Moon Knight, but still activating as Moon Knight, which will be really interesting, because I think that could set up an interesting premise for Season 2, or for wherever we see him moving forward. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Conch... I, I don't... I... I'm going to speculate that I don't think Kanshu gets out of that burn by the end of this. Yeah. I don't think maybe he won't return in his full form, but maybe he'll, you know, some ethereal part of him will still be existent within the body of Mark Spector. If we could go back briefly though, you mentioned how Kanshu before he gets, you know, trapped in stone or whatever, um, tells Stephen Grant, who is Mr. Knight at that point, he's like, tell Mark to come back and get me. I agree with you wholeheartedly that Mark is not going to want to go rescue Kanchu. Like their relationship so far has been so one-sided and it's basically Kanchu manipulating yeah. the poor guy. I don't think I, I see Mark Spector going back to help Kanchu at all. And I think that might be where that third personality comes into play. You know, Mark Spector, this whole series has just been wanting mm-hmm. to get out of this thing. Like he does not want to be Kanchu's avatar anymore. Um, I think at one point he's just like, I just want to be done. I wish I would have died or something. I think maybe he just wants to be done with this whole thing. And maybe that more militant, methodical, aggressive personality that Mark has served the whole series so far, maybe that's the Jake Lockley identity uh, comes to take over for Mark when Mark maybe goes away. I can see that maybe happening. And maybe Jake Lockley is the driving force behind getting Conchu back. which means poor Steven is still in the backseat, you know, just along for the ride. I feel so bad for him, but there's a lot of different places that they could go with, with Kanchu being trapped and the, the absence of Kanchu. What does that mean for the Moon Knight hero? I like I that. Mean, I like that a lot. I mean, even, even just you saying that, there could definitely be a, an option here where we see Grant being the one who decides that he needs to go help Kanchu. Yeah, or Steven might step up. 
Yeah, so that could be really interesting. I think his arc could be like, hey, I am so involved in Egyptology when I was working at the museum. I'm literally living all of these fantasies and this lore that I've built up over the years. Like he could just become enamored with being Moon Knight and being tied to the gods. That's a great point, too. Maybe he could be the driving force for Khonshu. One of the things that I've seen uh, on... I saw it on TBR. They were talking about Easter eggs and such. Um, there is a panther god. Yeah. In the, Egyptian, in the Egyptian stuff. And people were making the connection, hey, what if this is Basha from Wakanda? Yeah, the now, panther god. It could be. I I could kind of see that happening because because Wakanda is in Africa, it could be one of those situations where their god Fairly is very close. much tied is very yeah it's like it's like a different interpretation of the same god so you have the panther god being present with like at the pyramid but then also being the same kind of the same god that like wakanda mm-hmm. talks about when they're talking about the um, panther god so yeah that like could that. be really interesting um if we see more of that um but yeah Overall, I really like this episode. I don't know. If the, I, I really don't have anything more to say. The whole the whole thing about the Egyptian gods that we've been introduced to now, I saw a lot of discourse about where their place is in the hierarchy of, of power for the MCU, right? So you have like the Celestials, yeah, um, the big Celestials. Oh, I wonder also if when Stephen Grant was living in London, did he see the celestial appear at the end of eternals Ooh, and, and, and true. snag those eternals. That was like a big deal. Like a lot of crazy stuff happens in the MCU. Most recently, like Conchu just turns back the night sky and just everybody yeah. sees it. And that's like a crazy Doctor, thing, but they should be used to this by now. You'd think. Yeah. Dr. Strange is just sitting in Greenwich. It's like on the roof, <laughs> looking up in the sky going like, yeah. Can the whole world see what? this? Is it affecting daylight? Like what? are the rules he's just like uh i'm not doing that who's doing that and then it like stops (laughs) yeah spider-man's villains coming back through time again or something god i have to fix his problems again my point was though is like okay so you have the celestials who are like the top of the food chain right there's nothing more powerful than them and then you have like maybe ego and a galactus if they exist right but then you have like the technically a celestial technically like in the mcu he's a celestial that's what yeah. he that's that's what he is. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think of like what is between the celestials. We my point is like you have the as as guardian gods. Yep. Um yep. you have like the grandmaster and the collector who in the comics yep. are like uh universal beings or whatever. But it's like where do the Egyptian gods now stand amongst all this and like what power do they have? What influence on the mortal world? It seems like they're taking a backseat to a lot of things and just observing like they literally said in the episode. We're just yeah, not going to be involved in humanity. They're still technically in the like omniverse or whatever they called it. Um, I can't remember what they called it. But like when Kanchu says, hey, you know what? Get off your asses mm-hmm. and get back to earth and not yeah and don't just and like they need avatars so they they're more ethereal and yeah you know they're not as guardians who are just people in a different realm right like they're higher beings it seems like i think if i had to put them on a list i'd put them under the celestials and like under galactus and like under like ego 
but above the Asgardians, right? Asgardians, yeah. Over, you know, uh, over the Inhumans, yeah. Um, the, the Eternals. Eternals. Who cares? Over the Eternals. <laughs> um, you know, over that. I because I think I think the fact that they have yes, it could be a sign of it could look like a sign of weakness that they have avatars, but at the same time, like just like perfect example, you see Khonshu and he literally rewrites the night sky. So like yeah, like that's you crazy see, power. You don't, you don't see, see coming from yeah, Asgard. You don't see yeah. Asgardians having that kind of power. Yes, Thor can manipulate lightning and it's it's super strong. And Loki has magic, and you know Hela has can just turn everything into a just a, a sword powers. <laughs> she can manifest um, knives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, there's feel? those are powers, but like those are more powers on the on the you know cusp of like the eternal kind of a thing not like God yeah they're very physical they're abilities like, yeah they're very much tied to like and being like, mortal and like, that's know? i think that's also why you see someone like uh scarlet witch and realize oh she's like she's like broke like yeah she, she's like no broke. her power because, goes like, stupid like she, <laughs> yeah because she can rival the powers of god like the Egyptian yeah. god. It like, like reality like, warping scale. She can literally change reality with the snap of her fingers. Like, she is like very much a like uh, uh, yeah, it just it's crazy. And I think it's achievable. It's achievable for like Doctor Strange to reach this level of power. I mean, his powers go dummy as well. Oh, like sure. he, he's broken as well. Um I think you're right. I think I'd place these new Egyptian gods in this new power scaling you got the Egyptian gods now who are just a little bit above the Asgardians. They're doing stuff that's crazy. Um, well, there's something else I wanted to talk about briefly. Oh, um, the whole debacle at the Egyptian antiquities dealer. I know we're getting yeah, close yeah. to our time, but um, what did you think about the character? Uh, he was dressed in the robes and he got on the horse and I think Moon Knight throws a disc in his back and then he just disappears. What did you think of that character? I'm curious. Midnight. So that character is based off of a character in the comics called Midnight Man. That's okay. essentially what that, who that character is. I sure. He's fine. That was kind of mentioned yeah, this that because was kind of one of those, that was one of those scenes. The, the whole antiquities part again, I I struggled remembering why we were going there. Yeah, um, and it was a good action scene. So for that a, purpose, it fun, it's fine. Yeah, it like a, it just it needs a, to happen. It was a great action but. scene, and I actually like. I more was I was more into the kind of Mark and Stephen aspect of that mm. scene and Layla aspect of that scene more than I was whatever they were actually. There yeah, for. whatever you know they're searching for a tomb and like these little yeah. cloth pieces with constellations on them and whatever yeah, the, the, the at whatever the, end of the, the day yeah. at the sorry at the end of the day it was for the the goal was they're trying to figure out where Ahmet, uh, Ahmet's yeah. tomb is that was the goal i didn't really care we're there. how they got to that goal <laughs> i was just like i was more interested in the back and forth between mark and grant at that point yeah. that i was like i kind of like at that whole scene, like the reason we were there just didn't make like it completely went through one yeah. ear and out the other. And any opportunity yeah. to see Ethan Hawke 
as Arthur Harrow, choose scenery, yeah. any opportunity to see Oscar Isaac manifest those so dual good. personalities and fight with himself is always welcome. But that fight scene in general was just very well done too. I loved oh, yeah. the interpretation of uh, you know the gadgets in the Moon Knight's fighting style. Yeah. We got that iconic jump with the cape creating yeah. that crescent moon shape. Great shot. There's some like dodgy CGI with that suit, and I'm glad that Conchi was no longer you know, in the game, so to speak. So if we do go to a more analog costume with Steven and, and Mark working together to sew something up and whip up a quick Moon Knight costume, that could be cool. But I did like seeing all of his Moon Knight crescent, you know, shurikens flying. He seems oh, to have yeah, an endless amount so cool. of those. That's all really cool. Um, and this this antiquities dealer um, who you say is based off the character Midnight Man, I think in the series his name was Mogart or something. Yeah. You know, we didn't really see his fate nor the fate of that bodyguard, but I don't know if he'll be in the rest of this series because that actor, I don't know if you know this, that actor yeah, actually got, is dead. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of new information for me today, um, which is a shame, you know, that you, you never want to hear something like that. This yeah. man looks like a, a younger dude. Um, and I didn't dislike his character. I would, I would be very mu much interested in seeing um, that antiquities dealer. And it seemed like he was going to align himself with Arthur Harrow. So he could prove to be like an interesting uh, foil for Moon Knight yeah. in, uh, in later episodes and stuff. It's just a shame to hear something like that. But uh, I didn't want to go through this whole episode and not mention that because I it, he deserves some respect. And it's it's a shame. Yeah, I think you know he has um small enough of a role in this sh in this show um it's it's sad that you know we never we didn't get to see this guy become the villain midnight man mm -hmm. uh, but um he does have a small enough role in this in this show that you know season 2 they could absolutely just recast him yeah, recast. It's it's of, not going to affect the story of, in a huge way. It's yeah. yeah, and just kind of not like call it to like the forefront. Just kind of move on, kind of how they did how what they did with Brody in Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Um, and to I be honest, you know, we could just they could just move forward. Like this man died. Like Moon Knight just threw a disc in his back, and he's out of the game. <laughs> like he's yeah, dead. It, exactly, um, exactly. For sure. So the the other thing is that that scene where Mr. Knight is helping Kanchu move the stars. Brilliant, uh, just uh, beautiful, gorgeous, uh, you know, GFX work and cinematography okay. on display there. And then the, the consequences for, for Kanchu meddling with the sky is of course a, a huge point in this episode. I'm very excited to see where this series keeps going. We're at the halfway point, man. Yep, three more, three more are. episodes left. We are, and then uh, next episode is going to be the last episode that like people have got had screeners. So five and six are going to from be here on out. Yeah, open waters, new, inf new information to everyone. So that's mm -hmm. going to be really cool. I, you know, yeah, it, 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 I'm ca calling it. This is my favorite MCU show. This is it's my it's episode. mine too. I, once the oh. series concludes, I'll have to do a retrospect and just watch oh, it all sure. and just see where sure. where it lines up. My favorite so far is Loki. Just in terms of completed right. series, Loki was very strong in introducing Kang. Is just has huge repercussions. But oh yeah, for sure. I my like the is, uh, Hawkeye. 
Hawkeye is very good as well. WandaVision's yeah, very strong. Yeah. I think What If and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are kind of more near the bottom for me personally, but I have been wanting to rewatch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I keep seeing the I keep seeing the Disney Plus ad for it. Mm-hmm. At, like on Hulu. Yeah. And it has been making me want to rewatch it. And then they mentioned uh Madripoor. Um, they did, yeah. They we had a Madripoor name drop, which is kind of big. So, That's like one of the only references to the greater MCU so yeah. far. So I mean, I'll probably go back and rewatch it. I kind of want to see how it how it bears when I'm like watching an episode. Like I yeah. don't have to wait a week. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm I this show. I'm so hyped on this show. It's so me too. Cool. I'm deep in um, that moonlight Moon Knight lore right now. Hey, I love it. You know what? Great character. There's there's, there's no better. I mean, there are better, but they're very good. This is a very good uh, rabbit hole to kind of throw yourself down for yeah. sure. Uh, you know, that's that it? it for us. That's it for us today, guys. I honestly thought we were going to go way longer um, because we didn't get into the Moon Knight episode until like an hour in. Um, but, you know, I think we're, on you, we're unanimous. It was a great episode. You know, I didn't really have too much wrong. And there's some great it's talk just, and stuff. This this show has just, you know, episode by episode has just really been just oh, pulling the onion apart piece by piece that you're actually like, I've just been so invested in it. Um, yeah. And I, I think the it. only uh, real nitpicky negative stuff is just some of the wonky CGI. And that's yeah. and that's story just, and solid. That's characters budget. are solid. That's yeah. TV budget. So that's something that's like, yeah, it will. I think I think when you watch it, I think it also has to do with like watching it week, like week on week. I think if you binged most of this show, I don't. I think some of the CGI would become less <laughs> apparent to you. Yeah. Um, Russ, yeah, perfect. No. Full circle. We're back to talking about streaming and uh, going week to week. And I think it, exactly. this is an episode that warrants exactly. that mystery. You know, keeping that week to week going. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so, you know, thanks, guys, for listening. Again, uh, we appreciate it. We're we're just having fun here. Um, and we enjoy it. Uh, Love it. Again, yeah. Uh, hit us up. If on you guys Instagram, are watching, if you guys are, if you guys are watching Moon Knight, um, hit us up on the socials. Let us know what yeah. you're thinking of the show. Let's have a conversation. All right. And with that, have a great rest of your week, guys. We will see you next week here. And that was Comics All About. Later.